Welcome, book lovers, to New Book Tuesday, CPL Radio's passport to the latest literary releases. Today, we'll unwrap mysteries, embrace heartwarming tales, and more. Let's explore the world of books together. Special thanks to the friends of the library for their unwavering support of this and all the material you hear on CPL Radio. Now, let's dive into the Monarch catalog, place some holes, and discover your next favorite read. Welcome to New Book Tuesday for the week of December 12th, 2023. A couple more weeks left in the year as we do this. Uh, we do this show out of the Cedarburg Public Library in, oddly enough, Cedarburg, Wisconsin. It would be strange if we did it in uh, Fish Creek. <laughs> Call ourselves the Cedarburg Public Library. <laughs> it would just be problematic. <laughs> um, but we are three librarians who work here. And we read a lot because it's part of the gig. I am Jeff Messerman, Adult Services Librarian. You can find me upstairs. Downstairs, you'll find these two. I'm Casey St. Clair, Head of Youth Services. And I'm Heidi Griffin, Youth Services Associate. I would like to add that Casey St. Clair makes a very mean waffle cookie. Oh, thank you, Jeff. They're so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you like them. They have a name, right? They don't go what they call They are Pizzelles. Oh, nice. It's fun to say. Yes. Fun to say, fun to make. (laughs) You have to use a special waffle iron press. For the cookies. You have one of these. I do, yes. Use it, re- use it more. Okay. <laughs> Noted. You're not using it nearly enough, I promise you. Noted. <laughs> so. My house smells like Waffle House. Oh my gosh. That's great. Oh, I would love it. Anyway, we're going to start the day off today with Heidi Griffin, who has brought us a book, and you're going to hear about it right now. All right. So this week, I decided to lighten it up a little bit. Um Went for something easy and fun. So today I have Lynn Painter's Better Than the Movies. So I pulled this one off of our young adult shelf downstairs in the new book section. Um, So this book is new to us after reading it. It is not a 2023 release. It is from 2021. However, uh, Lynn did just release a book last week. Yeah, I think. Yeah, last week, and it's called Betting on You. So we'll, you know, we'll talk about the old book, but we're promoting the new book. <laughs> Absolutely. Too. A little teaser. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So, Better Than the Movies is um, about a girl named Liz Buxbaum, and she is a high school senior, and she is obsessed with rom coms. <laughs> she is also obsessed with music and making soundtracks, and it sounds like my teenage years. <laughs> Let me get you my mixtape. <laughs> right? Yes. Cute. So um, her old crush, Michael, moves back to town, and she wants that cliche rom-com experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael becomes friendly with her annoying neighbor next door, Wes, um, but he is, you know, fun and cute, too. Okay. <laughs> yes. So Liz turns to Wes to get her in with Michael and they start spending more time together and Liz begins to see that maybe Wes isn't so bad. Yeah. So (laughs) 
the book is totally predictable, but it is so fun. Yeah. Um, it reads like a John Hughes movie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So um, I got vibes of Pretty in Pink. Yep. And some kind of wonderful. Excellent. If Which are essentially the same movie, by the way. Right. So if you don't know what those are, you should check them out. You absolutely should. Um, and then there's like little bits of 90s rom-coms. So Bridget Jones, mm. 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, each chapter begins with a quote from a rom-com. Okay. Okay. Uh, she references a lot of Bridget Jones. But yeah. Uh, like the Giants too, like when Harry met Sally and yes. Pretty Woman. And so the actually whole, the cover, yeah. you'll see, you know... Some famous um, scenes, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Holding the boombox above the head. Oh, there you gotta say anything, yep. yeah. But then on the back, you've got Harry and Sally, Tom Hanks and everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's all me, true. There's, there's a lot of, um, you've got male references in here oh, wow. too. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. fun. It's a quick read. It's you give you all the feels. Well, you said John Hughes, and that's a sweet spot for a lot of people. And as a film guy, I didn't appreciate John Hughes because he was of my era. His movies were all popping out in the 80s. And I, uh, because I was um, far too cool for such nonsense, uh, I was busy watching Truffaut and uh, <laughs> Godard. Hi, bro. Um, yes, exactly. But in retrospect, later on, especially now, I really appreciate the artistry of that man. He was an incredible writer. <laughs> he was not popular with the movie studios. Um, they did not like the fact that he was being really honest about, you know, they were like, eh, make it more like Porky's, make it a sex comedy, that kind of stuff. But he had something to say. And I'm sad that there isn't a John Hughes for this generation right. and you know the closest we came was a movie called Edge of 17 from a couple of years back which was brilliant I was one of the best like kind of teen but if this is filling that that void I'm thrilled yes yeah <laughs> you mentioned generational I could see mothers and daughters maybe reading this book together I don't know I know your daughter is in sixth grade is this probably a little bit too mature for her yes so maybe if you have a high schooler you could read it with them and be like I watched this movie growing up or something like that right so there are some you know classic rom-com situations in this book so i mean if you're not comfortable sure. talking to oh, your sure. teen yeah. about those situations maybe it's not a good read along mm -hmm. but i mean nothing graphic or yeah. you know sure out of the it's just typical like I got into trouble type of stuff in high school. So. Smooching. Yeah. yeah. It's good practice. <laughs> like, I have to have these conversations eventually. Maybe this book will yeah. uh, be Aw, a Because my mom and point. I, we always watch the Tom Hanks uh, movies. So. Yeah. Nice. I, I do believe the first time I watched um, 16 Candles was with my mother. So. Ah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'll probably wind up dropping... Don't you forget about me here. So you, uh, everyone put your leg warmers on and enjoy. <laughs> and we'll be back with uh, more books here on New Book Tuesday. Jeff, I hope you're out of your cookie coma to share what you have brought to the table today. I am going to reward myself after this broadcast with more. 
cookies. <laughs> so I've just begun to coma. Uh, fun week this week. Uh, we had a lot of fun last week with um, <laughs> whatever that not <laughs> insane book was. And this is a pretty kooky one too, but it's a little uh, lighter. Uh, body count's a little lower. <laughs> And that's good. It is called Death in the Dark Woods, a monster hunter mystery by Annalise Ryan. And this is actually book two of a series that is, uh, the first book was called, uh uh-oh, I didn't see, I I thought I had all my notes set, Death in Door County. This is a Wisconsin-based book. And this is a Wisconsin-based series. Uh, We're heading up north. And uh, so we're looking at Sister Bay, we're looking at Bayfield, I think, mm-hmm. is the town where and, and uh, a little Washington Island action. The uh, the uh, cop that our lead character Morgan Carter, um, for lack of a better phrase, has the hots for um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, the uh, sheriff or constable of uh, Washington Island, which you only need one cop on Washington Island, as far as I can sure. tell. It seems yeah. pretty tiny. So let me tell you a little something about this wacky. Book. Uh, and I don't know if this is a real. I haven't been up that area in a long time. Is there something called the uh, Chickamigan Forest up there? Does that ring a bell to anybody? Can I see the spelling? You sure can. It's at the sort of at the top of the page there. And hopefully, I'm spelling it right. Chickam Chickamigan. Chaguamagon. Uh, exactly. That's ex- that, my <laughs> grandpa lives on a property that abuts Chaguamagon oh, National we Forest. <laughs> well, uh, so the egg is showing on my face because I'm, <laughs> I'm sure everyone who lives up in that area right now is pulling their hair saying, get this moron off the show. No, uh, all good. <laughs> so when I need to say it, I'm going to point to you and you have to say it because I can't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it is noted for its Bigfoot sightings, according to this book. And it is so residents and tourists like to kind of catch brief glimpses, maybe, of large hairy creatures who appear for a moment and then poof, vanish so into the brush. And uh, Morgan Carter is up there running a very cute bookstore and she has a dog. So, right away, of course, I was thinking of Casey uh, yes. <laughs> because I'm like, I think Morgan's living Casey's dream life up yes. in Door County with her bookstore and her dog. So, that's fine. <laughs> yep. um, however, Morgan uh, has a skill set that you might not have. She officially is a cryptozoologist. So, Whoa. all of those wacky creatures that may or may not exist. Yeah, I'm not, I know a lot of people really get into the uh, concept of cryptozoology. And I was Googling today, I'm like, is this real? Is this something that people do and get paid for? And the answer is yes. The average uh, wage for a cryptozoologist in America apparently is $43,000. You won't get rich, but I think you'll have a lot of fun because you're looking for like the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Loch Ness Monster, and Bigfoot. (laughs) So so, uh, Morgan is brought in on this case by uh, John Flanders, who is the police chief of Washington Island, because a hunter and a fisherman have been murdered in the woods. And there were witnesses that were saying they potentially could have been murdered by a tall, hairy being, hence the aforementioned Bigfoot. So um, the DNR gets involved. Um, Everyone's... It's a weird thing because a lot of people up there are like, it's, this is it. This is the Bigfoot, <laughs> you know, and it's um, they're thinking maybe it's a bear attack. And mm-hmm. there's actually, as the investigation goes deeper, there's a lot more going on here than. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's, it's very smart. It's fast. I read this. This is my fastest read of the year. This is a day and a half for me. I slammed and it's not even out yet. It actually comes out on the. We got it early from our distributor. So it comes out on the 12th. 
which is where the day that you're all listening to this. <laughs> so, um, so fresh. Oh my gosh. It still has that smell. Um, Can I ask Jeff, <laughs> do you have to read the previous book to appreciate this one? Definitely not because I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, in fact, yeah, it seems a very standalone, you know, um, I think, and I, this is, I'm spreading a potential unsubstantiated rumor. I believe the, book club tea time we're doing in January or February. They're doing book one of this series, I think. Cool. Sarah and or Gemma is going to be jumping on that. So that would be, I also give someone a kickstart to get into this Death in the Dark Woods book. Um, the ending is interesting. I won't say a word about it, of course. I liked it. I was actually looking on Goodreads. There are people who don't. I thought mm-hmm. it was brilliant. Knowing what I know, all I can say is... Um, no, I want to go. I'm not even going to say that. Actually, <laughs> you know, it's if you live in Wisconsin, though, it's an extraordinarily Wisconsin denouement. A what? A what? That is the French word for ending, finale, uh, uh, resolution. Yes. <laughs> so you take care of the forests up there, and I'll take care of the French. On this gotcha. podcast. All right. That's that's how we're going to play this from now on. That's good. All right. Um, it's great. It's just it's great. It's so entertaining. It's so smart. It's funny. Like I said, a bullet of a book. You just you can't. It's a page turner. It's an actual page turner. I hate to use those those cliches, but they're cliches for a reason. Um, and then the the, the heroine uh, Morgan is just a really interesting character. This cryptid thing and cryptozoology, which I again don't know a whole lot about. Uh, I feel like I'm. I still don't. <laughs> Because I can't figure out why someone would choose this lifestyle. But <laughs> never mind. I mean, yeah, I was always a, searching. Yes, always searching. Yes, yes. I was a UFO hunter in first grade, so that's fine. I get it. Mm. I was a little, a little X-Files kid, so that's fine. Um, we're always looking for something, aren't we? Um, <laughs> so there we go. Death in the Dark Woods. I uh, loved it. It'll be available next. Uh, it'll be available today when you're listening to this. And um, I can't. It's it's probably one of the best books I've read this year. And oh, we were talking before the broadcast about cozy mysteries. This would kind of fall into the cozy category. But what's nice is that I, like Heidi and I were talking about before the show, I don't love cozy mysteries because they're too syrupy for me and too saccharine. A little predictable. And predi- oh, extraordinarily predictable. But there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with predictable. Like no. Heidi's book is predictable, as right. she said. And and within those that confines, you can still there's still creativity to be had. Yes. It's not like it's like a, a dead end. But I just, um, you know, a lot of the cozy mysteries are like murder in the sugar shop, mur- murder at the coffee shop, murder in the beekeepers, you know, and it's like... Sweet uh, yeah, it's sweet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this one I liked because it's, it's edgier. It actually is a co- it's cozy with a little bit of an edge. There's actually some grisly stuff in here. I mean, the murders, they, you know, Miss uh, Ryan d- describes pretty graphically. So I... It's like cozy with cozy plus, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's... I didn't know that was a thing and I hope it continues. <laughs> Very cool. So there we are. All right. Um, how about one more break? We'll play some cool Wisconsin music. And uh, we'll be back with Casey soon. Welcome back. I would like to take this time to mention that our regular listeners might be saying, where's Sarah Kelly? And uh, she's under the weather. She's got a bug, and she will be back next week. She was very excited. She wanted to share a book with us. 
that has a lot of booze in it. So <laughs> she has a loaded book. <laughs> so we'll Sounds go from lit. there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jeff brought a Bigfoot. <laughs> Casey, what did you bring us? I'm bringing another cryptid to the table, which is a very cool coincidence. The book I am halfway finished with is called Dear Mothman by Robin Gow. And Jeff, actually, your child, Jamie, um, recommended that I purchase this for the collection. Yes, I remember when she, uh, they were reading it and uh, they were a big fan. So, oh, yes. so they did read it. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jamie said that it caught their attention and that I should maybe add it to our collection. And sure enough, I did. Nice. It is a book uh, for young adults. And the main character is in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, Noah is writing a series of journal entries, which is how the book is presented. It's all journal entries and sort of in a poetry style. Um, and Noah is writing lots and lots of poems because he is extremely distraught about the passing of his dear friend, Lewis. Mm. You don't know right away how Lewis has passed away, but you know that. Um, Noah is grieving. They became very close at school because they both are transgender. So Lewis originally went by the name of Ella and chose a new name as Lewis. And likewise, Noah's given name is Nora. And they haven't come out to the broader community, even to their families, um, at least at the beginning of the book. But then that slowly unravels. And it is a lovely story. The cryptid comes into play because they both really were interested by Mothman, who they believe is. Is it a cryptid that's well known? Yeah, very much so. In fact, I remember there was a horror movie in the 90s, uh, The Mothman Diary. Oh, Mothman Prophecies. Prophecies, Prophecies. that's what I think. Richard Gere's in that thing, and I remember it being pretty big on VHS at the time. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Mothman's been around for a while, and uh, there are people who actually are mortified by just moths in general because of like the linkage to the mothman there's all kinds of weird legends with that it's yeah it's cool yeah and they're fuzzy <laughs> and have eyeballs and legs at sure. the same time and yes, yes. weird wings so they're kind of freaky in a cool way Are you sure this is a good idea to on the air you know make fun of the mothman i don't know <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> Are they listening? Well, okay. In Noah's eyes, Mothman is a benevolent creature. They can go either way, yes. Yes. And he and Lewis both believed that the Mothman was out there and they wanted to work on a science fair project that proved uh, Mothman's existence. And however, Lewis passed away, but Noah feels compelled to continue that science fair project. And Noah leaves the diary that you the reader are reading outside so that mothman could potentially read it and i think maybe the parents are maybe reading the the diary (laughs) too and maybe learning a little bit more about noah so i'm halfway through i love the book um and it is really charming uh and very insightful as to what is important to a sixth grader um especially one who might be experiencing um gender identity Mm -hmm. questions as well as um being autistic nice so i as working in the children's department we always kind of want to investigate what kids are loving and reading right now what are they going through absolutely and this is very insightful is this the first book or does author have other titles i do not know it was not on a lot of um blogs or Mm. reviews so i was really thankful that jamie brought up this (laughs) book and i don't think it i think it should have been on lots of 
buzzy um, feeds. Absolutely. Well, I know it checks a whole lot of boxes for my kid. (laughs) (laughs) So from Mothman on down, it's it's great. So cool. Um, So we have a physical copy we do. Here. It's checked out. There's a Great. few in the system. Nice. Get your hands on it while you can. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, um, Great. Uh, fun show today. We have a lot of cool choices for you. As always, I want to read all of them <laughs> that we do. Uh, and you can check in the links down below on this episode, and hopefully it will link up to the Monarch catalog for those of you in the southeastern Wisconsin area. In the not up in Shaquamagon. Not going to in Chickamauga. We hope people up north are listening. That would be very cool. Bring it on. Absolutely. If you've seen Bigfoot, you know, reach out to us. Um, and I would love to talk to a cryptozoologist, especially a professional one, or even an amateur. We need to have you on the show. Stop by sometime. We need to unpack this because it's just too fascinating. So... We'll be back next week. More New Book Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And if you have any recommendations for us, stuff you'd like to look at, or just want to reach out and say hi, or maybe even get one of Casey's waffle cookies. (laughs) While they last. Yes. Uh, You might want to leave the house now. Um, (laughs) All right. We will talk to you again soon, everybody. Thank you.